0: Ah, Grand Moff Tarkin, I am honored by your visit.
1: Welcome to Grand Moff Tarkin, a delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voice of Jake this week. I hate you. Why? Why? (laughs)
2: Yeah, why? I'll explain when you're older. So uh, this is an episode where we're going to talk about a book. We're talking about Splinter of the Mind's Eye. What do you guys know about this? I mean, let's go around the table. Uh,
3: Jasmine. Nothing. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) Isaac. I know. I remember that cover. Ralph McQuarrie did that cover, right? At least it looks like his... Let's start with the visual things
2: that the listeners can't.
3: See the visual. Get you know at. what, listeners? <laughs> Google it. I can't yeah, hold your Google hand it. until you grow up. All right, but Riley. Yeah, but Riley. But Riley.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you know
1: about Splinter of the Mind's Eye? I know that it was. Do you know what a splinter is? I do. I got a splinter under my fingernail just yesterday. Splinter of the fingernail. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite Radiohead song. Yep. Join our Discord. Join our Discord. Um, no, I know that it was the first EU book. And that's all I know about it. That is true. Yeah. And this is uh, an EU episode. So, Splinter of the Mind's
2: Eye. Mm-hmm. This is, as Riley said, but Riley said the first. <laughs> I don't like this new name. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I think like it's it. Um, but Riley was just telling us all <laughs> this was the first EU book. So, 1977, a movie came out that changed the world. It was called Star Wars. Oh. And a book came out that changed the world. in also 1977, called Splinter. Of the Finger's Nail. First
3: question: Yes. Was the copyright 1977? I, I believe it was. Let really? me take a quick look-see. I could have swore it was like a year later. <laughs> Daggone it. It was 1978. Huh. Hmm. A book came
2: out that changed my perception of when the book came out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is so bad. I want to start over. But you know what? We do these episodes to shake the cobwebs off, and maybe yeah, that's why people don't em. listen to them. Shake a little
3: cob <laughs> off the. Web.
2: This book, which came out in 1978, is really fascinating to talk about. You wouldn't know that judging by the podcast so far, but I promise mm-hmm. it is. Um, basically, this is the book that um, Mr. World. Pablo... I mean, it changed the world, for sure. Pablo Dolgo said that this is the book that George Lucas had the most input on as well. Because the plan for this book was to be the basis of the sequel to Star Wars, if it was a flop. If it didn't really make any money, George Lucas still wanted to continue the saga, so they were going to turn this into a script for a made-for-TV movie that would have continued the Skywalker saga. Sounds awful. It Well, (laughs) so, the guidelines that were given, like the input that George had, were... As far as the research that I've done by which I mean going on Wikipedia um he basically told him to make it sustainable for a low budget TV show mm-hmm. Star Wars movie. so not a lot of action no variety to the planets they're on one planet the whole time <laughs> fun the planet I'm is so a Mantellian landscape oh, on all these planets my my good sir you you said the right thing it is <laughs> a foggy foresty Dirt planet. So
1: oh, dirt. There's dirt on this planet. <laughs> you'll never believe it.
3: Now that was exciting. <laughs> that, that is that, exciting. There's some dirt too. So really, the United States of America early in the morning was the
2: <laughs> wow. I can't tell if that was supposed to be biting commentary or true, but neither seem accurate. Nope. To me. <laughs> there was no content. Don't <laughs> no, dig. No content warning. Um, <laughs> hey, don't dig. That's not what the people were doing on this planet in the book because it's full of miners. This book um it continues the saga of, of Luke and Leia and no one else because mm. at the time that this book was written i mean it was they written, didn't think they
1: could get Harrison Ford for the tv he wasn't
2: he wasn't signed on for the sequel mm. like like uh like <laughs> Mark, Mark-, Mark,
3: and Mark and Hamill Harry. and Carrie Fisher were
2: so there is no han solo or chewbacca or millennium falcon in wow. this book now
3: i spy with my pretty little eye <sighs> A character on the front of this book, in addition to Luke and Leia.
2: Such an opportunity to say, I spy with the splinter of my mind's eye. <laughs> and it wasn't taken. And I don't know if G- I should commend you for restraint or chastise you for missing such an obvious opportunity. I'm giving opportunity. you the jokes. This
3: is your show this week. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well,
2: well, okay. like I was saying, while they were writing the book, they couldn't include and mm. Ford. With the mood? They couldn't include the mood. <laughs> the mood is uh, boring, by the way. <laughs> the book is fascinating to talk about because of what it means for Star Wars. It is a very boring read, hmm. and I may have sought out about three-quarters of the way through the book the comic Dark Horse version, <laughs> so I didn't have to read the rest <laughs> the of the rest terrible of prose the of the book. <laughs>
3: wow. Now, Jake, very I, possible. I spy with the splinter of my mind's eye Good job. a character on the front of the book <laughs> sure. that is not Lucreleia.
0: or And that? you said
3: that there weren't familiar characters in this besides Leia. Oh, Darth it looks Vader. like a man named Darth Vader. Dark, Dark Vader. Was he called Dark Vader in this? Because wasn't there like a time where he was called Dark Vader by somebody in like the original like drafts of the script? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up
2: like the second or third draft. So no, he is Darth in this. Um, they do call Grand Moff Tarkin Governor Tarkin at the beginning of the book, and then just Moff Tarkin later. So I don't think that they knew. So they that thought it was his name title. was
1: yeah. They thought his name was Moff.
2: His name was yeah. They thought his know first he was name was Big Grande Moff Tarkin. Yet he, right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sketch group grande um oh by the way speaking of titles there's a pretty there's a new title that i was not aware of in eu and i i wonder if it made it outside of just this book it's okay. not a grand moth, but a something so okay great tease where do, yeah, i know <laughs> where do we start with this i don't know you where read, read beginning? it so the the book starts as all exciting star wars media does with two people trying to get to a meeting Ooh! but they're in space flying in their x-wings so well exciting. that is exciting there was going to be a dogfight, but george lucas said we couldn't afford to do that with the tv budget <laughs> so just have them like flying <laughs> so basically leia is trying to get to a uh like i think it's like a meeting of the rebel alliance on the planet of circus puss
1: no. We're going to have what? to say that again. It's in English. Spell spell the it's
2: circarpus or circarpous. It is I'll spell it for you. Please. We'll play the spelling game at home. Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> listeners just in your head play the game along and try to pronounce it as you would. It's C I R C A R P O U S.
1: Circarpus, circarpus, Carp- Car- I guess. Oh. I think it's circuspus. <laughs> I think it's circarpus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Circarpus. You should have got the audiobook.
2: There is no audiobook. Wow! I desperately wanted one, so I didn't mm. have to sit down. We should make one. Well, oh, they wrote this book <laughs> before they had CDs. Oh, okay, Jasmine, so bad. how are
1: you doing? You've literally I said
2: not to a single to word.
4: You guys, it's been like two weeks.
2: <laughs> I know. I've i have like Jasmine up. is literally a know, non-entity not, on the show. Okay,
4: I gotta get into it.
2: So, starts off with Princess Leia needing to go to some meeting. <sighs> And so, a dogfight does not happen. (laughs) Right. And so, her ship, and forgive me, listeners who have read this book, I was so bored by it that I'm sure I'm going to get some of these details wrong. It seems to me that her ship just kind of, like, started malfunctioning, like, how you get a flat tire, and you're like, oh, shoot. Like, that happened, and her ship crashed, and then Luke's ship also kind of crashed for no reason, reason- (laughs) And she crashed on <laughs> and Sir
1: Carpus. We gotta call it Sir, Car- Sir Carpus. So they crash land on Sir Carpus.
2: Forget all that crap about what was happening with her ship. I don't remember. The point is, they both land on Sir Carpus, Whatever the crap the name of this planet is. And they crash separately. Mm-hmm. She has the droids in her ship and Luke is alone. And immediately the issue with this book is that it lacks pacing of any kind? Hmm. It is very slow, and then moves way too fast, and you don't really understand what happened. Coming off of reading *Aftermath*, which is like so paced, like a movie, and like so clearly intended to have an energetic—I mean, we're all snapping here, guys. Just think about *Aftermath*. A couple of red snappers here, and we're just.
3: You know. If I was a library and I'm thinking about aftermath, I'd just start snapping and the library's like shush and I'm like, I'm thinking about aftermath and she's like <laughs> <laughs> Who's she? The royal she. <laughs> the librarian? Yes. You refer to it as the royal she. Yeah. <laughs> That's on her current driver's Excuse licensing. me,
2: royal she? Where's aftermath? And she just starts doing this. Yeah, and I-, like,
3: I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then you
2: just go to the snapping section of the library. Anyway, we're not Somebody talking about asked aftermath. You me a question about the book. Well, Chuck, is did... it good? No. <laughs> no, it is not.
1: No, we want to discuss this from the point of view what if Empire never happened. Okay. And they decided to make this into a TV movie. Like so, is this a good continuation of Star Wars? No. Okay. <laughs> Short answer no. Why? <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> It is for a lot of reasons and mm-hmm. not least of which is it's a really boring story. The story is basically an Indiana Jones story. Now, Indiana Jones, I that believe, sounds good to me. did not exist at this point, right? When did the first... Um,
1: the first one came out, 80, 80-something. Right? 80-something.
2: Yeah, I think so. So, you can tell 81. that... George Because George Lucas had a lot of input on this story. And this kind of story, you can tell he was really into it because it is very much like the cereals that he liked like captain crunch and cheerios
1: <laughs> flash gordon my right. favorite cereal in
2: that it is nutritious but kind of bland <laughs> and <laughs> also in the fact that it's like the 1940s cereals that he enjoyed watching as mm. a kid like captain crunch and cheerios
3: was there a super racist villain like being the merciless <laughs> no i
2: mean the bad guy is really darth vader okay and Come... <laughs> i have to remember his title
1: darth vader <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> oh right There's another guy, you know, like a Tarkin, like, other, or Captain Nita, like another kind of side. Yeah. Captain Nita name from you. Look a little (laughs) faster. (laughs) Truly, we are struggling to get into this book.
1: Yeah, I think it's because Isaac is interrupting every two seconds with a weird thing. (laughs) So that's what that feels like.
2: (laughs) What I mean when I say it's like Indiana Jones is it is a quest by, you know, two people. An Indiana Jones roguelike character Luke Skywalker in this book and a love interest who is kind of sassy Leia <laughs> well, awkward as they att- mm-hmm. as they attempt to get some ancient artifacts before the bad guys do mm-hmm. and it's very linear and that is what the story is they actually even get stuck in quicksand like in Kingdom <laughs> of the Crystal Skull <laughs> nice it is really a lot like Indiana Jones
1: so it's like Indiana Jones meets Princess Bride
2: you know what? That's actually a good point. And, wow. and the creatures, judging by the Dark Horse comic that I <laughs> read, uh, the creatures kind of look like that.
1: Rodents too. of an unusual size.
2: There are kind of rodents of an unusual Uh-oh. size. That is actually not a joke.
1: And this is, but this is before Princess Bride, isn't it?
2: Because yeah. that was eighties. Well, is
3: Princess Bride a shot-for-shot shot 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 shot. remake? Yeah. of Splinter of the Mind's Eye uh, Shop shot-for-shot and plot-for-plot. Plot.
2: That's right. <laughs> hey, you were in my Mind's Eye, yes, <laughs> So. It starts off, Luke and Leia crashed on different planets, and the pacing is such a problem. Because I think in a Star Wars movie, how simple is that? They crash, they need to start getting out of the ship and looking for one another. Mm -hmm. It takes about 10 pages, not kidding, 10 pages for Luke to get out of his X-Wing. Oh, that's boring. And start moving.
1: That's very boring. I want
2: to, you know how, like... There was all this talk in the interviews around that time when Star Wars came out. Like, how did you memorize all that crazy technical dialogue? Yeah. It's almost like they thought that's what Star Wars was all that's about. That's what people liked. <laughs> people like the crazy space talk because <laughs> that, there is so much of that. I'm, I'm going to try to find a, a passage here.
1: I, I've noticed this is a theme with early EU because I've been reading the Lando Calrissian trilogy. And the same thing happens where they'll go off on like three paragraph long tangents about how a certain part on the Falcon works yes. and go into very technical detail. And it's just like, oh, it's like I'm reading Moby so Dick they've... and he's telling me how the ship works and I really don't care. Just tell me about the whale.
3: It did seem like when star Wars first came out, it was kind of maybe even marketed more as a sci-fi movie. Yeah. So I think, yeah, they were kind of still weaving into that. Yeah. It's okay. Like
2: this, for example, I'm receiving you princess. Her reply was filled with irritation. My port engine is beginning to generate unequal radiation pulses. Even when bothered, to him, that voice was as naturally sweet and pleasing as sugar-laden fruit. Sugar-laden fruit. Sugar-laden fruit. Not a great description, first of all.
3: I mean, I like my... Fruit is sugar-laden There's as the j- next guy. I just picture Luke with, I picture Luke with a, like a half-eaten apple. He's just like pouring like it is a sugar shaker. He's just like dumping on top
2: of it. Cut, cut to him and his X-Wing. And as she speaks, he's literally like rubbing a sugar-covered <laughs> apple like on his face. Yeah. I'm going to name you Leia. <laughs> <laughs> I can't he's wait to talk about their so relationship. Sugar-laden. Well, so that's just a little hint yeah. at the fact that, you know, nobody knew that they were related at this time. <laughs> George Lucas can say that he did. But not if I'm he was going to make this. If he did. If yeah. He really because this. Luke <laughs> does some creepy things. Oh, that weren't that wouldn't be okay even if they got married and had seven kids. <laughs> Still he wouldn't be okay. kind of a creep in this book.
3: Oh, no. And it was unpleasant to read. I feel like someone's not grandmother could call her granddaughter a piece of sugar-laden fruit. But <laughs> when you get down to the brother, that uh, term kind of expires. <laughs> they also... <It's, laughs> I'm just... I'm, I'm reading through this book. They use the phrase "We'll have
2: one stang of a time getting them to the surface again." Stang, yeah. oh, get, used stang. To, get
4: used to that.
2: I
1: missed stang. Stang, stang
2: one in the old EU. Stang okay.
1: shows up for new listeners.
2: Clark, Chris
3: Is there a G at the end of this, heard? or like a shirt stang? Yeah,
1: there's a G on the it's end. It's a G. Stang, like, like stank, but with a G. Like the singer from the police, only yeah. with an A. Oh,
4: stang.
2: stang. My stang. name's Stang, and this is my oh. band of police. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm just trying to find, like, there's so much great technical babble. This is the kind of boringness that this book spews out every paragraph. You heard the beacon, didn't you? Luke saw a small explosion whereupon the Y-wing dove surfaceward and an abruptly sharper... abruptly. that's That's a little word I like to throw in there. Sharper angle. For a few moments, only Static answered his frantic calls. Then the interference cleared. Close, Luke. I lost my starboard dorsal engine completely. I cut port dorsal so 90% to balance guidance systems.
1: That's and so it's boring. Like
2: you don't even know what they're talking about, so right. what is the drama here? And as they're crash landing, they're like, "Did you do the dorsal banana blitz?" And they're like, "Well, I did. Shoot my moon cream banana split."
3: No. Nope. <laughs> I think I want ice cream. <laughs> Are so you trying to say It kind of struck me like when you're reading this, I'm like cuz language evolves so quickly, especially these days. So when a book like this kind of gets into that like technical talk and combining that with the way people talked in the seventies,
1: whereupon?
3: Yeah, who says
1: whereupon?
3: In Star Wars. Yeah,
1: in anything, you shouldn't say that word anymore.
2: Oh, it's just yeah. You, I mean, you shouldn't say it.
1: You should not say whereupon.
2: That it has these days.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) where we werewolves. Werewolves are people too, and we can't use their names and slurs.
2: They are people, except when the moon comes out. (laughs) <laughs>
1: whereupon they turn into werewolves
2: <laughs> i'm just gonna read this please paragraph and dramatically dramatically luke fought his own instrumentation it flaunted a farrago of electric electronic noises at him nope i have to start over again it's so hard to read this book
1: should we uh, should we do dramatic readings where we pass it around and we're each reading a character or is there just one character in this I feel this like we be should be good. Do
2: okay, it. this will be good. It's a brief one. So, we have a dramatic reading here, and the wording is just a little bit weird, and it's just not really exciting because of the odd <laughs> words they choose to use.
0: Luke fought his own instrumentation, it flaunted a farrago of electronic nonsense at him. The madly bucking X-Wing was held in the grip of unidentified forces powerful enough to toss it about like a plaything. The chromatic storm vanished behind him as if he'd suddenly emerged from a waterspout, but his controls continued to exhibit what were probably permanent manifestations of the electronically addled. A quick verbal survey revealed what he most feared. The Princess's fighter was nowhere in sight. Trying to control his drunken ship with one hand on the manual controls, Luke activated the communicator with the other. Leia! Leia, are you-
1: No. Control, Luke.
0: Came the static, sprinkled reply. He could barely make out the words.
4: Instruments. (laughs) Repwanza. I'm trying to get down
1: in one piece if
0: Gone, no matter how frantically he cajoled the communicator. His attention was diverted as something in one overhead panel blew out in a shower of sparks and metal fragments. The cockpit filled with acrid fumes.
2: So, this is the exciting crash scene,
1: guys. That's very exciting. I mean, I'm going to make it exciting. I'm going to. My one goal in life now is to make that scene exciting Search. with your dramatic reading. Please do. Please do. I, I've got some. There's some choice excerpts here. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to read more. No I'm excited. No
4: Wikipedia results for Raplanza.
1: What is Raplanza? <laughs> What is it?
4: is
2: it? Is it like that? half of a Star Wars word that's being cut out in her garbled transmission? Instruments. when you more than
1: once. <laughs> Rapunza. Rapunza.
2: Can you read
1: I have no Should clue what, what that planza. is. Replanza. So anyway, they crash. Didn't she have really long hair? Replanza?
2: Replanza, <laughs> Let down your planza. <laughs> so really long descriptions of technico, technico babble. Technico. <laughs> technico babble. And... Once they crash, you're thinking, oh, they're separately crashed, so they're going to go on their own separate adventures and then eventually meet up. Kind of like in Empire, how the two main groups are split up. That does not happen. Um, they meet up immediately, and it's fine. Oh,
0: good.
4: And... I was worried.
2: What's crazy is that <laughs> just in this book, days will go by. Like, it's not like in Star Wars, where generally there's, like, an urgency and everything's happening really fast. Like, days will go by. Um, They, once they get together, they find this, like, signal on their Raplanza communicator. (laughs) And they think it's a rebel base. So they follow the signal. And it takes them several days to get there. And during this time literally five pages of just describing how they are very damp and uncomfortable because it's like a foggy, foresty, muddy planet and it just will go into great detail describing how their clothes were sticky and sweaty and wet and it's like, why just get to the action? Yeah, uh, get to the exciting part. I like reading (laughs) verbose, wordy books but in Star Wars, you want something that kind of has a frenetic pace to it, especially if you know, we want snapping. Like we aftermath. Want snapping
1: aftermath.
3: Snap Snap go.
1: Snaps quickly. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad we were in person so we could high five after that. <laughs> this is why it's great to record in person. This is why. Um, this is why.
2: This is why. So eventually they follow the signal and What they realize is this signal is not coming from a rebel base, but a weird, like...
0: Weird?
2: (laughs) I don't know what happened to my voice. A weird, like, mining town. A Red Hill mining town, perhaps, my good friend Isaac.
3: Welcome to side B of Joshua Tree.
1: (laughs) Welcome to it.
2: Welcome to it. But as they're walking to this mining town, I have a little excerpt for you.
0: (gasps) They trudged on, Luke stealing, admiring glances at her when she wasn't looking. Disheveled and caked with mud from the waist down, she was still beautiful.
2: So, Luke is just checking out Leia in a lot of this.
1: While she's covered in mud. While she's she's got, like, major
3: butt mud, and he's like, (laughs) oh, yeah.
2: It takes them so long to get to this town, in fact, that they set up camp. Oh, boy. No need for this to happen, except for a creepy thing for Luke to do that made me upset. So, here's a dramatic reading for you. Straight from the mind of George Lucas, (laughs) friend of the show.
0: Then he happens to glance down at his companion's face. It was not the face of a princess and a senator, or of a leader of the Rebel Alliance, but instead that of a chilled child. Moistly parted in sleep, her lips seemed to beckon to him. He leaned closer, seeking refuge from the damp green and brown of the swamp in that hypnotic redness. He hesitated, pulled back. She was an aristocrat and rebel leader. For all he'd accomplished above Yavin, he was still only a pilot and before that a farmer's nephew, peasants and princess, he mused disgustedly. His assignment was to protect her. He wouldn't abuse that trust, no matter his own hopeless hopes. He would defend her against anything that leapt out of the darkness, crawled from the slime, dropped from the gnarled branches they walked under. He would do it out of respect and admiration, and possibly out of the most powerful of emotions, unrequited love. He would even defend her from himself, he determined, tiredly. Oh. In five minutes, he was fast asleep.
1: Oh, hashtag not he was,
0: my loot. <laughs>
3: He was white knighting his own internal monologue. That's
1: <laughs> awful. The only thing that protected her was the fact that he had really low self esteem. Like what was his he's plan? like, if, oh, if, if he wasn't a peasant, then he totally would have just a guy like me deserved her. to molest her, and her. Sleep. Yeah, seriously. That was, that was
3: his plan. like if he had no self control, he was just gonna like start kissing her. While That's what she slept. it seemed
2: like. Her lip. I mean, guys, she was asleep Ugh. and her lips were parted. How could you not moistly parted from the dampness? We have to stop saying that Ugh. her
3: lips were parted and moist. <laughs> Well, well <laughs> I would love to stop saying Alan it, but Dean Alan Foster, Dean Foster <laughs> yeah. thought
2: it necessary to say it in a disgusting way for a long time. That's
1: incredibly creepy.
2: I wasn't ready for that. That yeah. was surprising. That's I mean, bad. I figured that there would be some weirdness because they weren't yet known to be brother and sister. But that mm. was like, even if they were never brother and sister, that's not cool. No, that's Luke, not cool for anybody. <laughs> Shocking.
3: They did say that 1978 was the most tawdry year in American history, so I guess it would make (laughs) sense.
1: Did you say that?
3: (laughs) They said that. The the royal they. Us, she, the librarian. (laughs) What did I name her? Yeah, her name was She,
1: the librarian.
2: (laughs) Isaac, truly struggling today.
3: What was the Joaquin Phoenix movie where he falls in love with a. uh, Her. Not here. Her. (laughs) I'm not her. Science. (laughs) (laughs) It's I'm still her.
4: <laughs> I'm still
1: her. That's what it's called. Okay. Um,
4: I have an update on Raplanza.
1: Oh, okay. So, Someone's been doing research.
3: Can we play the Rapunza update theme song?
1: Rapunza <laughs> update.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it is a word created by Alan Dean Foster. Oh,
1: Okay. It's not a word at it's all. It's a Star Wars so, word. I think we should
4: play a game and you all should guess what this word is or means. Okay. Oh, so this it has a meaning. This is great. Oh, yes. Ooh, I okay. Like
3: this, game. this is great. I love it. Now it's a good podcast. Now it's a good us, pop, like, yes. What part of speech it is or like a verb? Is it no, a noun? I literally
2: just want you oh, to. Oh, okay. Yes. okay. 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 Well, you know what we can do is we can go back to the context. Yes. Yeah, we
1: need Use context. A, in a sentence, switch. Switch. We include, include the context. It
4: won't help you.
2: <laughs> Jasmine, could you please include the mood? <laughs> now she's like trying to talk to him through her communicator and it's mm-hmm. like sputtering. So it's like fragment sentences. No control, Luke. Instruments, Raplanza. I'm trying to get down in one piece if we... Cuts off.
1: Okay. I'm going to guess that Raplanza means that they were hit by like some kind of ion cannon, ion field. And it just means that um, when when things are replanza, they're going through like the reboot from an ion cannon. I'm
4: thinking way too much in this. <laughs> I think it's like a
2: Star Wars word for like fuel or ammo or something. I'm going to say okay. Star Wars word for fuel. Like okay. my fuel All
3: is right. leaking. I'm going to take the uh, equivalent guess of bidding $1 on prices right and say <laughs> it's just plonzing one more time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> plonzing, baby, one more
4: time.
1: Okay, what is All the right, definition ready? of replanza?
4: It's actually just a profanity. Oh, what? what? It's essentially poop. That's what they said. It's a similar word.
1: Well, that is a load of replanza. Right <laughs> yeah, that there. is a load of yeah, replanza. My instruments are replanza right now. That right yeah. there
3: is a bunch of bantha replanza. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> bantha stupid. Bantha Star Wars jokes. What if, what if uh,
2: what's his name? Sebalba, when he crashed, said, <laughs> replanza,
1: replanza. <laughs> <laughs>
4: On the wiki, it says, a quote from a fan in 2009 wrote, I started reading the early Star Wars book, but Raplanza scarred me for life. (laughs) 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 I uh, uh, ignored the pro stuff out after that, as well as all later EU stuff. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) I read
1: that.
2: All right. Honestly, when I hit that page, which was on page 10, I was like, I don't know if I can read this
1: book. Raplanza? That's so stupid. (laughs) I'm still obsessed
2: with the fact that you said, Raplanza, let down your hair. (laughs) (laughs) That is really making me laugh a lot. Okay, <clears throat> to speed things up, they get to this mining town, and it's basically under occupation by the Empire, and they're like, oh no, Imperial Stormtroopers. So they steal, they like break into a <laughs> shopping mall or something. They steal mining clothes. Now, a weird thing that happens, and I um, am going to quiz our nose, or I'm going to quiz my two, <laughs> we're going to call this segment Quiz Nose. <laughs> we're going to <laughs> quiz our two- <laughs> Toasty! <laughs> they- Luke does something to break into this um house. Not house. It's like a storeroom full of mining uniforms. What do you think Luke the Jedi does to break into the mining store. Now, he
1: has a lightsaber at this point. Sure he does. And I'm going to say he doesn't use it because this book is stupid.
2: <laughs> okay. So your guess is that he doesn't do something.
1: Yes. I'm, I'm guessing guess. he doesn't use his lightsaber. What is the okay. most
4: cheap budget thing someone could do? That's Ooh, that,
2: that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, is a good line of thinking for any future quizzes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he'd just sneak in a back door when someone like walks out and just walks in while the door's closing.
2: That is a good guess. Okay, so this is weird. Your low-budget thing is actually a good call, because what's cheaper than a lightsaber? Half a lightsaber. He ignites it to, like, the size of a lockpick in, you know, Skyrim or something. <laughs> so he has what looks like a like a push-pop. That's so and stupid. And he uses it to, <laughs> like, burn through the keyhole. Like Qui-Gon, the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Exactly, exactly like that. Except if Qui-Gon had been like, mm, I gotta like shrink back the size of my lightsaber, and he just had like a ballpoint pen-sized lightsaber. Like to light your
1: strength. cigarette with it, you can do that it's too. It's still
2: coming through. Yeah, lighting <laughs> cigarettes. That's what it is, like a cigarette lighter size. Right. Um, they steal their Imperial uniforms, and uh, they are hungry, so they stop to eat something. Because <laughs> this is a Tolkien book.
3: Is it like Redwall where, like, it's a whole feast and, like, a bunch of, like, squirrels come and sing a song while they eat? (laughs) It is not that far from that.
2: Oh, so here's the section where he uses his lightsaber, right?
0: Instead of the meter-plus shaft of white energy, the Powell put forth a short, needle-thin spoke. With concentration worthy of a master craftsman, Luke stepped forward and moved the energy beam along the slight space visible between the door and frame. A third of the way down the door, a distinct click sounded, and the door slid obediently aside. (laughs) Readjusting his saber, Luke flicked it off and replaced (laughs) it at his waist. Get out of here. To
2: reiterate, a meter-plus shaft of white energy
3: that well, he been flicked off
2: right and then he and then he flicked oh, it my. off <laughs> and replaced it at his waist so that happens they stop and they grab a bite at their local like mall food court which is basically what it is described to be
3: what do you think Luke and Leia would buy if they went to the Star Wars mall food court
2: <laughs> now we're having fun
1: sabaros Sabalbas. dang it i
2: was right there sabaros <laughs> Sabalbas, dang it should be the title of the episode Tinker,
3: Taylor, Sabalba um, Sabaro.
2: So, there's basically like a cantina theme, except it's a mining town food court theme. <laughs> or not theme, scene. I can't talk today! Alan Dean Foster has ruined
3: my tongue, if you know what I mean. Well, so, boy. So, much like, when,
1: like Luke ruined Leia's. Yeah.
3: This is the fellow that wrote the Force Awakens novelization. Am I right? Did he really? Alan Dean Foster? I want to say that Alan I'm D- right. No. Alan
2: Fiendoster. There's <laughs> no way that he's alive anymore. He has to be a million years old.
1: Well, George Lucas is alive. He, let
3: up. he did. He did.
1: He wrote it. Alan Dean Foster with The Force Awakens. On now it. we have to read it to see you if, know what's really funny? if Finn ever describes Rey's lips while she's sleeping.
2: <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's probably a lot less, um, you know, feminist. Rey is probably a lot less <laughs> of a heroine in that yeah. book. Knowing the way he treats Leia.
4: One other Star Wars book, it looks like. um, And it's a prequel. book. I gotta find it again. Um, mm. The Approaching Storm. I, I I've own that read book. that. That one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I read it, and it was Bobby fine. It was fine. We're yeah. gonna do a dramatic
2: reading. Okay. Once Sweet. we get to a certain point, like the book, you can speed through it pretty fast. Okay. So, it, honestly, we're like halfway through the book, and the gotcha. first thing is happening. Yeah, first actual That's thing. That's why I got to the comic. But we're gonna do a reading. Okay, so they're, they're walking to the, uh, through this mining town, walking to grab a bite to eat because they're a little hungry from several days in the jungle, and uh, this happens.
0: The miasma of narcotic incense and other smokes nearly asphyxiated Luke, and he had to struggle not to cough.
4: What's wrong?
0: The princess looked worried, though unaffected by the decadent atmosphere.
4: People are looking at you. It's the air,
0: he explained, fighting to breathe normally. There's something in it. A whole bunch of somethings. The princess chuckled.
4: (laughs) Too much for you, fighter pilot.
0: Luke wasn't ashamed to admit it. When he could spare the wind for talk again,
2: he told her, Basically, I'm a country boy, Leia. I haven't had too much exposure to
0: sophisticated entertainments. She sniffed the air appraisingly.
4: I wouldn't call these scents sophisticated. Thick, yes, but not sophisticated.
2: <gasps> That's this is the is level thick. of... Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it does use two Cs. I'll crush you. So Luke, uh, not used to sophisticated entertainments. Mm. So bad. <laughs> so what happens here is they're sitting eating at the food court. And an old lady comes by... Hey, Maz. An old lady. Hey, Miaz. Who is kind of like M- Miaz. Hey. Her name is Hala.
3: I Hala. Hala at your girl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no Hala backer. So, old lady approaches them, and she's like, what are you doing? And she has basically like a southern accent. So I <laughs> felt right at home, being from <laughs> central Ohio. Uh-huh. And she's just this old white woman. She's not like an alien creature or anything like that. And she kinda ha- talks in weird southern kind of broken characters. Cast her
3: so people. our listeners will understand.
2: I would say Betty White doing a southern accent. <laughs> That's about <laughs> all enough. I can conjure. Okay. Yeah. Um in the comic book version, she kind of looks like you know the librarian in Attack of the Clones. Jacosta. She librarian. <laughs> she <laughs> or whatever. She her name <laughs> is, is Jacosta her. her. Yeah, Jacosta Her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still Jacosta. <laughs> Shikasta Raplanza. I, I don't know.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so she comes up and she's like, hey, you use the force, don't you, Luke? And he's like, No. Th- I don't I'm not from here. This is my slave woman. I, I am from around here, and this is my slave. And to prove that Leia is his slave, he slaps her in the face.
1: Oh. No, not oh, cool. No!
2: Luke not cool has some problems yeah which means to me that alan dean foster has some problems and maybe george lucas but i don't know how closely he like, was looking at this book that was a wasted slap because it turns out she's like hey i'm a force user let me <sighs> prove it and she like pushes a salt shaker across the table and how did leia feel about this slap? she didn't like it and she called him out and said hey that wasn't
1: nice okay I'm sure she had some quip
2: for him but you know
1: good consequences leia
2: slaps
3: poe in the last jedi Retribution for Alan Dean Foster's sins. In my opinion. <laughs> Star Wars is like poetry; it rhymes.
2: And what's really weird is that, like, there will be lines that really sound like good Leia lines, and then lines where she sounds like a complete idiot. <laughs> and because George Lucas wrote A New Hope, I'm inclined to think that he maybe had more to do with like the smart sassy, lines, cool yeah. Leia, yeah. Because there is really like a war between two very different versions of Leia in this book that just seem to pop up at random times. Hmm. And basically, Hala is like, I'm a force user. And they describe force user and force sensitive as terms in this book, which kind of surprised me that that was a concept that exists, like force sensitive people. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, I have this splinter of a gem. Check it out. And she hands it to Luke. And it enhances his force abilities. He oh, okay. F- it's kind of
3: like uh,
1: steroids.
3: Yes, it is like force steroids. Steroids. Okay. He grabs and he just yells, "Force abilities, enhance!" <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but he starts growing hair all over his body in <laughs> weird places. <laughs> yeah.
3: When he set it back down, he had a beard.
2: <laughs> um, and so she's like, um, "So that's that splinter." Uh, oop, got to go and like imperial oop. people come by and are like hey you don't seem like you're really from around here and he's like didn't you see me slap my slave <laughs> and
3: they're like yeah we're not
2: buying that <laughs> and so they <laughs> Good <alliteration>. bad move <laughs> and I don't even know if it's imperial people but some people get in an altercation with Luke they get in a fight and they get in like Luke because he's just this testosterone fueled <clears throat> macho man in this book starts, oh, get, yeah. gets, in a... <laughs> he gets in like a bar fight and gets arrested by Imperials, and he's okay. taken to an Smart. Imperial prison with him and Leia. So they're being <laughs> they're being escorted. Oh my God! I'm just reading all these little lines about Leia being a slave, and I'm just gonna read a couple real quick. So he thought furiously. No, she's. uh, I bought her. Leia twitched, staring at him a moment before returning resolutely to her food. Yes, she's a servant of mine. Spent all my earnings on her. He tried to sound indifferent, shrugging as he returned to his eating. She's not much, of course. But she was the best I could afford, and she's kind of amusing to have around, though she tends to get out of line at times and I have to slap her down. Quit slapping women. (laughs) It's a weird book.
1: Yeah.
3: Weird book. Interesting, yeah, that... Beyond the fact that he he was in, inserting slapping a woman in the book in the first place, this kind of becomes a thing after it happens. Yeah. Like, Do you think they would it, have kept that for, for
1: the TV second. movie? Would they have slapped Carrie Fisher in the TV movie? I feel like that would not have happened. Oh,
2: yeah. I feel like no way, right? I, yeah. I think that she wouldn't have done it. Like, no. We just watched um, A New Hope like two days ago, and it struck me, the part, where, you know, kind of like Luke struck Leia, where, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're shaping the Death Star, and All these guys are struggling, and she takes a blaster and blasts a hole, and she's like, somebody's got to save our skin. And she's like, she's taking charge in her own rescue. And in this book, she's getting slapped around.
1: She would 100% be the one to slap Luke. Oh, yes. And say, he's my slave. And that's
2: why I feel like, how tuned in to this book with George Lucas? I don't know. I mean, not that he has the best track record with women, (laughs) but, you know. By the way, all that Leia had to say about being slapped was, you enjoyed
1: that, didn't you? Oh boy, oh, oh. boy, not good. Don't
2: like <laughs> Not it. good at all. Oh, I'm in the book, by the way. Do him slow, Jake, one of the onlookers advised. Wise mouth kid.
4: What was the first two words you said?
2: Do him slow, Jake.
4: That's your new discord, coordinate.
2: Do him
1: slow, him slow <laughs> Jake. <laughs> Do him slow, Jake. <laughs> wise mouth kid. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Your name is Doom Slow Jake in the Discord now. Fancy dancer, ain't you, boy?
3: Was that the, was that the brother? And these are all about slow Jake and from Last Jedi. No, <laughs> do it's these. Slow Jake?
1: It's these two guys
2: beating up Luke. One guy calls Luke a fancy dancer,
3: hmm. and then oh
2: says boy. to his friend Jake, "Do him slow, like kill him slow." Yeah, but but Alan Dean Foster is a weirdo, so I don't know. Okay, what boy, boy, oh boy, indeed. So they get taken to the Imperial prison, where. <laughs> The guy in charge is Captain Supervisor Grammel. Captain Supervisor.
1: So of all the supervisors, he's the, the captain. captain. <laughs> no, yes, yes. Of, all the,
2: of all the captains, he's the supervisor. <laughs> that's right. I supervise the captains and captain the supervisors. Look at me. Yeah, no, no. I am the supervisor now. <laughs> don't confuse him with supervisor captain. He is Captain Supervisor. There is. He has
1: this a. Supervisor. My, that's my favorite superhero, Captain Supervisor. <laughs>
3: supervisor Phillips.
2: Yeah, exactly. So. They get arrested, long story short, they get put in a jail cell with two yuzzes? Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yuzzies? Are those things that you know about? Yes, it's really familiar. They look like big hairy rats, basically, with bug eyes, and they're like big bear creatures, and they're really worried that they're going to get beat up, and then Luke just kind of like chills with his bros- and uh, they're like, "Hey, eh, we're not going to kill you." And so, Halla leans into the jail cell. And she's like, "Hey, I can help you escape." So they have like a like a plate that had their meal on it, and she force pushes it a little bit towards the console that unlocks the door. And then Luke has to force push it the rest of the way. I mean, that's this is the budget that we're dealing yeah. with pushing a plate that's into ex- another thing. Thrilling, <laughs> thrilling stuff. They escape. These two big rat creatures kind of become their friends and help beat up the Imperial guys. And Grammel gets like half his face ripped off <laughs> oh, nice. by the yuzzies or yuzzapuzzes or whatever their names are. The rest of the book is them like... They escape a gigantic worm in the desert... not in the desert, in the forest. They go back to the foggy forest, so they can use the same set from earlier. Yeah. And a gigantic space worm. So... You know, they're helped to escape, and their goal is, now that they were arrested, the Captain Supervisor, Grammel, confiscated the splinter from this gemstone that exists in some Jedi temple. And they are trying to get to the splinter to intercept it before it gets to Darth Vader, who he's taking it to. So on this journey, they escape a gigantic forest worm... They fall down into a big pit in the ground where an underground group of mole people, kind of Black Panther style, forced a like hand-to-hand combat versus Luke. So they, they can be bros. Huh. And Luke does win, so they are bros. And they have Dead. another big red wall-like festival meal. Darth Vader and the Empire come, and Darth Vader comes and fights Luke and Leia. So here's one cool thing about this book. One, one thing is interesting is that in this book like Luke takes an arm off of Darth Vader in the fight like oh, he's wow. much more adept at the force than he was <clears throat> in he's got empire. that gym yeah and so he chops Darth Vader's arm off and Vader kicks the crap out of Luke for a while and Leia fights with the lightsaber for a while mm. so that was cool yeah but the rest of it is just like you know they get the gemstone before the empire does and that's That's kind of it. I mean, it's really not a very interesting story. Yeah. At all. The one thing that does happen that was kind of interesting is this indigenous tribe that lives underground. They're, you know, not technologically advanced. So when the Empire comes, they've rigged a bunch of, like, old foresty traps, kind of like on Endor. They have very similar Ewok-like entrapment set up for the stormtroopers, which Hmm. makes you think that they kind of used that idea later. Yeah. But boy, it's a boring, boring. It remake. sounds
1: like it would have been, like, if Star Wars had not been a success, it sounds like this would have been a really boring story that was just I not, know. that was just, it didn't, it couldn't really do anything. No. And, it, it, I mean, yeah, you, it didn't you really
2: know. leave any room for, like, the story to go anywhere interesting either. Like, it's not revealed that Vader is his father in this. Right. Like, it is an empire.
1: You can't do anything with Han. Like, getting frozen in carbonite. Right. <laughs> or, like, yeah. It's... The book
2: really suffers from a lack of subplot. And, like, even with Vader, they don't cut to Vader very often in the book. Maybe once or twice do they cut to him doing his own thing, which seems like a missed
1: opportunity. Um, I can see clearly in my mind this this TV show, though. Because oh, yes. it, it would look exactly like the holiday special, I'm sure. Yes, exactly. And it would just be... Terrible set to terrible set just following Luke and Leia and... Yeah. ...be boring. It's
2: very easy to imagine, like, it reads like a cheap TV movie. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the problem with it. The dialogue's just not very good. There's not a lot to... It doesn't progress the story forward in any meaningful way. The only thing is... Oh, how did I not (laughs) mention this? The splinter, the crystal they're trying to get, is a kyber crystal. Mm -hmm. Oh.
1: Does it say that? Yes. Oh, that's cool. It's called
2: the kyber crystal. So, originally... I mean, that was like the entire MacGuffin in the original original draft of Star Wars was that the Empire was trying to get the Kyber Crystal. Mm-hmm. So they reused that story plot. Here, the Kyber Crystal was something that enhanced Force abilities. So if the Empire got their hand on it, it would have made them uber-powerful to get to ruled the galaxy. One thing that's kind of interesting to me about the book, I guess, to find a positive... It's not really a positive, just a thing that was used in a later movie, is that the Empire is mining this town for kyber crystals, which is what they do in Rogue One. one. Yeah, They're mining that kind of old, uh, kind of backwards town Mm -hmm. for kyber crystals. That's cool.
1: So there were uh, nuggets of ideas, but it just is...
2: Nuggets of ideas. The, The biggest thing to me is that they... I can see that Lucas enjoys this kind of story, but I think that they were kind of working on... Raiders. At the same time, they're working on Empire a little bit.
1: Yeah, it and came. It only came out a year later, right?
2: So I, I, I feel that that was a big inspiration for Raiders because mm-hmm. it's a really similar story. Yeah, of Indiana Jones the, trying to get arc. to the ark before right. the Nazis do. Yeah, and it's even really similar, like the way everything goes down in the end. It's and the, like, there's a big ancient temple at the end of it. And and that everything. scene
1: where he's staring at Marion and sleeping and like wanting to part her lips. <laughs> Yeah, the the point where
2: uh, someone's beating up Indiana Jones and they say, do him slow, Jake. Yeah. yeah. And then he like I, slaps
1: Marion in the face before she blows up in the <laughs> truck. <laughs> it's, great. it's
3: too bad this book isn't interesting because the idea. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, because it, it the show. Well, I was going to say, like, the interesting part is that this is like the only nugget that we have of like content created with only like the context of the first movie. Because yeah. we're talking about the Aftermath trilogy. Yes. And you literally have forty years of context, and now it's like at nine movies. Well, let's talk
2: about some of that stuff because that was what was actually kind of interesting. Was I meant to mention it up top? But we got off to such a weird start. The that was the kind of the coolest thing about it was that there was only the first movie to go off of. On one hand, I was surprised at the amount of things that were there, like the idea of force sensitive people that are not Jedi. That was in the book, which was kind of surprising to mm-hmm. me. Um kyber crystals were there that was kind of cool uh but there's all these little things that are just different like the empire just feels really different in this book it's it's really cartoonishly incompetent in a way that they're not really i mean like an empire strikes back they are doing a pretty good job i mean yeah. they make some mistakes and lose the falcon but you get the sense that it is a nazi-like organization that is
1: they strike me as um this strikes me as like a pokemon episode where the empire's team <laughs> rocket yes and really yes! incompetent and but you know they have to stay around so that next week you can have luke and leia defeat the empire again and darth vader blasts off into the sun you that's know a it's very just
2: like, good yeah. comparison yes that that's kind of what it's like the, like other like weird little thing is it like droids right there it's spelled droids apostrophe right. droids oh that's stupid like it's short like, for androids Android, yeah
1: but that's weird because that's not
2: even how it was in the first movie
1: no they were never called androids
2: no there's a lot of little things that are wrong like uh r2 is called a d2 unit instead of an r2 unit <laughs> little things like that yeah. are just wrong and kind of weird
1: he's a c3 unit <laughs> He's a C three eunuch. Yeah.
3: It's so funny, like, it's it's really hard to wrap my mind around this story to be honest. Like just what it is. Because even like when we were kids, like when a if a movie's good enough, there's gonna be more of it. I mean, like, any sort of IP now, like we had Spider Man was its own thing, but there were three Spider Mans originally. Like mm. with this, I mean there were six Star Wars movies and there were three original X Men movies back in the day. I mean, it's just everything you know, always has, like, its own contained universe. And so, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, if they were really going to end it there, it's just kind of, like, with Inception. Like, okay, Inception was good, so let's write a book now in case we want to make a TV movie for Inception. <laughs> like, what would you yeah. come up with?
1: Yeah.
2: And it, it, it really, you know, Lucas wanted this to be an ongoing series. He did have the idea that this was, like, six to nine parts in his head. So, it's like... Nice.
1: <laughs> but it's like,
2: what is the story after this? Now, yes, The Last Jedi feels like it could be a conclusion, but that's because it's wrapping up so many, st- like, you know, 40 years worth of storylines. Yeah, This only had one movie to go off of. It only introduces one new concept, which is a kyber crystal. And the rest of it doesn't expand the universe really at all. Right. It's just the same
3: thing. It is crazy. It's like it was up to Alan, like Alan Dean Foster had like the known Star Wars universe in his hands and he got to select like what of a two hour movie like resonated with him and he was going to borrow those elements and then combine them with what he had in mind. Lots of abuse apparently. Yeah, he had a lot of abuse What he had in in mind mind was women getting slapped around. (sighs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Do we want to try to play that Wikipedia game I was
1: talking about? Sure. Yeah. Go over the rules because this is a new game. I'm going
2: to try to find uh, a good one. And uh Jasmine will actually have to participate in this part of the episode
4: okay <laughs> Time
2: for a little wiki play with you so this is uh, wiki rather I'm sure call it the wikipedia game
1: wookie uh, rather
2: wookie, wookie rather, rather. <laughs> we'll call it wookie rather the wikipedia game, okay, so this is going to be. If, I, I say if it's short There's a better play, name We're
1: gonna think of it There's a better name But we'll call it that for this one
2: And hey You know what That'll resolve the five way blast off If somebody thinks of a good name For the Wikipedia game There you go The one true fan To rule them all Like whoever gets a Kyber crystal Spelled K-A-I-B-U-R-R R-R.
1: In yeah. this book um, That's how that, that is happened. how it is
3: Not in the new movies It's not Kyber The little sister of it's Aaron It's K-Y-B-E-R. K-Y-B-E-R In the new movies Are you
1: sure? Pretty sure I thought it was still K I K I K A I.
3: It's really hard. The Kia
2: Sorento bird. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. We're playing a game called the Wikipedia game until we think of a better name. Is that redundant? A game called the Wikipedia game? That's the name. No. Like, if The Price is Right was called The Price is Right game, we're going to say, we're going to play a game called The Price is Right game, <laughs> and it wouldn't be redundant. My example made a lot of sense, so I think you're arguing against yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the Jacob Cried <Cright> story. <laughs> now, the, this game is sort of like six degrees of Kevin Bacon or six degrees of separation. Um, Separate Bacon. <laughs> what it is, Wikipedia, the database of all things Star Wars, has a random page button. You can just go to a random page on Wikipedia. And, obviously, it will tell you, like, any Wikipedia article, anything you want to know about whatever subject is on the page. Mm -hmm. So, with Six Degrees of Separation, unless I'm wrong, it's like a celebrity or something, and you have to try to figure out, in Six Moves or Less, how they relate to you. Or another celebrity in some way. Right. This game, we're going to try to relate... Oh, let's do... Let's do a Captain Supervisor (laughs) Grammel. You have to start at Captain Supervisor Grammel and oh, gets boy. to. There's no
1: way he has a Wikipedia page. Oh, he does. Does he? Oh, yeah. Okay. I had right. I had
2: the plot synopsis pulled up. Okay. So we played a practice round and it was real easy. So we've we've added some new rules. New rules include the you loot. cannot use the main characters of Star Wars because they're going to connect to everything. So it's up to the host discretion, but we're going to say you can't say Luke Skywalker. Leia, Han,
3: Chewie, Yoda, Anakin, Vader, that kind of thing. Are we also like elements of Star Wars? Can we not use like lightsaber, the force, Correct. tattooing? Mm-hmm. You
2: cannot use... I'm going to say planets are probably okay, but you can't say like, "Uh, well, this guy was on a planet and uh, this book takes place on a planet. You know, it has to be more specific.
1: Okay. I've you got my first guess.
2: Yeah. It can't be the force. And it can't be Star Wars or George Lucas. And it also cannot be, well, this is a book and this is another book. So your connection cannot be this is a book or this is a movie, right? (laughs) It has to be actual specific things. So where we're starting this time is Captain Supervisor (laughs) Grammel. A square-jawed, mustached, black-haired human male, an Imperial Army officer who commanded the Imperial mining operation on Sir Carpus Five. So we have to get to. Are we going to say we have to get to Jasmine's book that she's reading? Jasmine's book, I guess. Oh, Dark Nest, uh, or is there yeah. a specific thing from that book you think it would be that is like relevant? Killix.
4: <laughs> I was going to say Killix, actually, see if you could get there. Now, That's what's killix be dis- difficult? A bug species. A
2: bug species. Killix, They're Okay, part of the. So you have to get from Grammel. Jeez, that's going to be impossible. That's what's going to make it fun. Okay, it's to okay, get from Grammel to Killix. Who wants to start?
1: Uh, I'm going to say there's probably a hyperlink describing Grammel as being part of the Imperial Navy.
2: Judges will accept Imperial Army. Okay. Okay, so Imperial Army, that works. I'm going to click on Imperial Army. So we are now on the Wikipedia page for Imperial Army.
4: If you can get this to the New Jedi Order era, then I we know, can get it. then
2: we can get there.
3: Yeah, but, so you
1: guys are trying to get it to the New Jedi Order era. Uh, mm. I'm going to say... Isaac looks sad and bewildered.
3: <laughs> I'm, <fine. laughs>
1: I'm going <say> to <laughs> say somewhere near the end of their history. Mm. Uh, there's also an important distinction. Are you in canon or legends with the you Imperial Army? You have to We're be in legends. legends. Okay, okay, good. Okay. I'm going to say near the end of their history, it's going to talk about the Imperial Army splitting off into the Imperial Remnant. Okay, well, let's take a look here.
4: Wait.
2: Oh Okay, Imperial Remnants. Okay. Yes.
1: Okay, Imperial so your, Remnants.
2: Uh, we got a link. Imperial Remnants.
1: We're getting closer. To so
2: the that was, order. so we've gone now, how many moves? We went Imperial Army one, two. Mm-hmm. to Imperial Remnants. So we're only on
4: two moves. This is pretty mm-hmm.
2: good, but this is more of a thinker than the last one we did.
1: What happened to Pelion after the Thrawn trilogy?
4: Oh, yeah. I don't... Is
1: he still around? he mm, survive? I did
4: think he think it might be some... He might.
1: Let's, let's try it. Let's go to Admiral Pale- Paleon. I don't know how to pronounce it. but Okay.
2: So you're an Imperial Remnant. Right. And you're looking for Admiral Peleon. Yes. That's who you're looking for. You are correct. Admiral okay. Gilad Peleon. Mm-hmm.
1: The best part of the Thrawn series. <laughs> okay. Now what do we do? <laughs> We're I Pelion. don't know. Now you, you had,
4: got us here. <laughs> you had
1: this exciting idea to go to Peleon.
4: <laughs> yeah. Why do you want to go here?
1: <laughs> I don't know anything about your series of books. I've never read them.
4: They. Okay. They are pretty directly related to the uh, the Mercure strike mission. If we can get to Raynar Thol.
0: Ray?
1: Raynar Thol from like Paleon. So we can get to towns. Killix. Okay.
4: Raynar was part of the strike mission. Straight to Merkir. To yeah. mission for what? For this, in the Uzanvong one
1: Somewhere in uh, Paleon's uh, story, it's going to talk about him and Thrawn starting a mission on Mercure. No vowels. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look for any vowels, because they're not there.
4: And thought uh, it was M-Y-R-K-R. Right. Is there
1: y? Is, it, is there Mur-ker. any vowel? Is there even a Y? Yeah, there's a Y. There is. Okay. M-Y-R-K-R. So this is All a, right. yeah. a planet. So then
4: on that page, try to find the Merker strike mission. It's probably farther down.
2: Merker strike mission. I'm going to go to history. There is nothing called the uh, strike mission. There is no hyperlink about a strike mission. Okay. Nor okay.
4: non-hyperlink. Okay
2: doesn't mean that there's nothing on the page that can move you forward. Now, in the list of names mm-hmm. that I gave you, Anakin Solo is not on there.
1: Now, Anakin Solo is not on this list.
2: He's not on the list of like people we can't use.
1: Oh, oh okay.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like He's not a main character.
1: Should we go through Anakin Solo?
4: Uh, I mean, we could go through anyone. We could go through Jaina, Jason, any of them.
1: They were all part of that mission. Yeah. So to recap,
2: we mm. went from Grammel, Grammel to Imperial Army mm-hmm. to...
4: Remnant. Imperial Remnant, your
2: remnant mm-hmm. to Paleon. Paleon.
4: Paleon. To Merker. Merker.
2: And you're going to try to go to Anakin Solo now. So hey. if we're doing six degrees, this is your sixth degree, by the way.
1: What do we do when we give up?
2: <laughs> well, you said Anakin Solo. You could do Anakin Solo.
1: You could do Anakin Solo. Okay. Let's Anakin try Solo.
2: it. We're on our sixth move. I oh, only pulled up a sexy picture of Anakin Solo. I've never seen him in the flesh before. <laughs> He's looking, looking fine.
4: Well, now you have to go down to probably far down the page okay. before he dies and see if there's a Rainarthol somewhere on there. Be- okay, who's on on the mission on a mission with him?
2: On a mission with him. Yes. Okay, because cool. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't see.
1: Is there anything about a swarm war?
4: We should have went to Jason or Jaina who are alive
1: during, during the this darkness.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Jason was definitely on the last page. <laughs>
1: You're on. You're still on Anakin, right? I am. Jason's on Jason. that. Yeah, go to Jason.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go to Jason's Jason, on here. his brother. Eighth move. <laughs> He's the brother. Now you're. Now you want me to look for the same thing um, on Jason's face? Look go for to, the swarm um, war. A swarm war. Okay.
4: Or. E- Yogoi. That's a point as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yogoi. Yo- Say what you you said wow. like nine things. What what am I we looking for?
1: Turn. We did this <laughs> so terribly. Killick. Go to go to insects. It's
4: there.
2: Go to insects? <laughs> sure. Okay. This is move 9, I believe. <gasps> Ooh
1: boy. This is your fault, Riley. Is there insects. a killick on there anywhere?
2: Insect cannon.
1: <laughs> no, they're not cannon anymore.
4: They're insectoids, not insects.
1: Hey.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. You've moved far away. Stop. Now, maybe Arthropod. You got Arthropods. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> I hate this game. We were
4: so close, Riley. And then you had to say, go to insects. I kind of like
1: it. You didn't say anything.
4: Isaac
2: has left the table, by the way. That's
4: how
1: Isaac hates he is. this game so much. I said to look for
4: two things, and I don't think Jake looked for
1: I don't him. think Jake no, looked no, for them. I think Jake is operating... Errily, I'm going. (laughs) Well, that last one you gave me like way too many things, you never settle on. I'm going
4: to Jason Solo's Wikipedia page, okay? And I am gonna prove that I won. Pausing the recording, Killick is there, but it's not a link.
2: Oh, see, that's the devastating thing right
4: there.
1: Killick has a link somewhere in that article, it has to, yeah. That's why next time we'll
2: bring my uh,
1: little laptop. It it seems to me that you guys lost the game, as it Uh, seems Actually, I think we won. (laughs) <laughs> That's interesting that you think
2: that. <laughs> just it, just insert like game show like Price is right winning sounds like ba 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 ba
1: And then we found Killick on Jason Solo's page. Yeah,
2: they didn't. They took him nine moves to get and the next and then insect, we got it. And then they found that there was
4: Right you know, here. It's right here. You missed it, Killick. You there. didn't
2: Tell me to look for Killing. You told me to look for...
4: I told you to look for Killing. I
2: lost We
1: won. We won. Well, you won in nine movies. Because you
4: couldn't look and use your brain and eyes. You
1: couldn't look why. and use your brain or eyes, Jake. sure <laughs> oh, show me.
4: That this episode
1: like has been approximately four and a half hours. <laughs> I think we need to end it. I think so, too. Final thoughts on Splinter of the Mind's Eye.
2: My final thought is this um, final dramatic reading okay. from the book. My, I mean, my final is it's very bad. Don't read it. Just listen to our episode. Don't even bother with the comic, because what you realize is that nothing happens in this story. There's enough that happens to make a four-hour podcast, but... Vader and Luke are fighting.
0: Luke felt a wild sense of elation as he brandished his father's weapons. <laughs>
2: I'm not worried about anything, Vader. Not now. I have no more worries and only one concern.
0: His voice held an unaccustomed hint of conviction. I'm going to
2: kill you, Darth Vader.
0: That humorless laugh again. What a high opinion you hold of yourself, Skywalker. I'm... I'm Ben Kenobi. Luke whispered in an odd way. (laughs) For just a moment, Vader seemed shaken. Ben Kenobi's dead. I killed him myself. You are simple Luke Skywalker, an ex-farm boy from Tatooine. You are no master of the Force and the equal of Ben Kenobi you will never be.
2: Ben Kenobi is with me, Vader.
0: Luke snarled, gaining confidence every second. And the Force is with me, too.
2: And uh, this book is very bad. For some reason, for a second, Luke pretended to be inhabited by the spirit of
1: Ben Kenobi. Also, I like that he says he's using his father's lightsaber because they didn't realize that Vader was his father yet. So, like, Anakin was still just a person.
2: I know. And it's tough for me to tell. And his name was Anakin.
1: And and his it, name was Anakin. <laughs> Anakin was a person and his name was Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we can. I think that's it. That's it. Yep. That sounds like a real crappy book.
2: It is. I think this could be edited into an entertaining episode, but it will take some time. It will how
3: many take a lot of time. How would you give this mind's eye? Out of how many? Um, Out of... Boy, all, um, you was, <laughs>
1: all you had to do. All you had to do is think of a number. Welcome to another
3: game of good improv. I'm
1: <laughs>
3: Yes, and out seven. of
2: 40 splinters for the 40 years of Star Wars history? out of 41 splinters. I'm going to give it one splinter. Hmm. That's pretty well, you're low. We're back at 40. What gives? Not not entertaining nor not splintertaining. It's not splintertaining. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Are Some you improvising? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? Didn't take him nine moves to get there.
4: <laughs>
2: oh, this oh, boy. has been another episode of delicately.
1: <laughs> I'm actually curated hosting. Walmart this has been another episode <laughs> of delicately curated. Oh, Jake follow w- us on Jake Twitter. His own
3: episode.
1: <laughs> Jake would host his own episode. Hey, hey,
3: Jake. Oh, wait a minute.
1: Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Join our Discord server. If you don't know what Discord is, ask your Shocky. your oh. grandson. He probably knows. Um, ask your server. <laughs> ask your server. They probably know. Tip your server. Follow everybody on Twitter. Look in the description for the Twitter handles and whatever. Email us at rockingguitarhero at yahoo.com. <laughs> <tip. laughs> and uh,
2: Star Wars Rocks. Star Wars in Rocks. Rainbow letters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this has been another episode of delicately curated long form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern Jake. Brought to you lovingly and in weekly increments by the loving Jake.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Guys, I love uh,
1: you. Tailored to Jake. Replenza. Replenza. Let down your hair. (laughs) Thanks for listening, Star Wars. Bye.
2: (laughs) Thanks for listening, Star Wars. Thanks, Star Wars.
1: Shout out, Wexley. Snap Wexley. Shout out on uh shout out on. Shout out to Shan Merck, who bought one of our shirts. Hot dog. Look there she that. is in one of our you shirts. Know what?
4: Nice Shan Merck. I'm replying to her right now.
1: Jasmine already saw it. You done did it, Shan Merck.
3: I don't think Shan understands how flattering it is to have a fan that I don't know personally <laughs> in real life. It's really great. <laughs> It is a
2: kister. Thank oh, God it cannot talk. It's a, nice <laughs> a kister. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's, it's, it's a kister. <laughs> that's what I said. I was going to say it's a. I don't know. I, I can't talk, though.
1: None of us can today. No. It's gone. It's a kister. Okay. Just now. Um, I am older. You
2: know, now. I, I like it when. Great Mitch <laughs> joke. <laughs> Or uh, Chip from Beauty and the Beast.
1: Is it like the anniversary of his death or something? Because I've seen a lot chip of things from Beauty about Beauty and the Beast. Beast. Yeah, no, Headbird. It Hedberg.
2: It's actually, I think he'd be 50 today. I okay, saw. is that what
1: it was? I okay. think Chip's last name was
2: Head Crack because he
1: had a little chip in his head. Why do you always talk about Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All the time.
2: Well, he says at the end of the something there that wasn't there before song. He mm-hmm. says, I'll tell you when you're older. He says, okay, I'm older. And then she says, oh, Chip, you are a one.
3: This was an episode of Jake quotes something just so we can use his British accent, so. <laughs> they weren't good. I wasn't showing off.
2: <laughs> we'll see. In fact, it was embarrassing. Hey, remember how we said this episode was going to be good? Mm. What's his uh, Italian name?
1: Oh, I forget already. Oh, Feeder? dark, Dark Feeder? Fetter? Spaghetti Eater. Feeder, I think. F-E-D-E-R. I don't know Kevin how to pronounce it, but feeder Federer. line. <laughs> feeder line. <laughs> yeah, feeder line.
3: Colin Federo. file.
1: <laughs> Federo. <laughs> all I remember is govern- Governor Tor Tarchill. Tarchill. That's all I remember. Yeah,
2: shout out to our Italian fan who shout has taught out. us Italian names for Star Wars characters, which Marina. are- Marina. Crazy. What's her name? Marina. I only remember her Twitter name, which is tall- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's because it's a great Twitter name And I wish I could have Probably it myself The best Twitter name I've ever heard of I wish I could right have it point. myself
3: <laughs> Is that where they got the name for Ray? Del Ray? Because it's Spanish for the Ray and Yeah, so they're like We well, got the name already It's our, the, the Ray's been right here in front of us the whole time Big twist in episode 9 Her first name was actually Del
2: <laughs> Your middle name was actually Ray And it turns out she's a, a publishing magnate so she
3: sticks to refrigerators. <laughs> I was just waiting for God. someone to make a magnet joke. <laughs> On the Discord last night, like I was mentioning how it's funny how like Chuck Wendig had exactly like one minority in the Aftermath trilogy, at least from what I, I read. Like, well, Race Lone. Race Lone and Is Sloan? it
1: even like Race Lone? Race Lone?
3: Oh, her race is alone. Is alone. Mm-hmm. So she has to after, give it after, back she... at some point.
1: I was thinking lone, like she's by herself.
3: That's I know. But race bro. alone.
1: Yes, race alone. Well, why didn't
3: you lead with that, buddy? I did. Race alone. What are you doing? <laughs> time travel? Mario Kart. What's the
2: next
1: book going to be? You're, you're oh. reading a book.
4: It's the Joiner King.
1: The Joiner King. The Jointer King. The Jointer King.
4: A book.
1: The Joint or King. Let's play a new game called Joint or King. <laughs>
2: I think, you know, it's a-
1: either a strain of weed or an, an old king of England. <laughs> joint
3: or king? <laughs> the joint or king game. What was this the book with a uh, man hand Leia on the front?
1: Man yeah, hand Leia. I don't have
4: the cover though. Nice. One. Okay.
1: Look, Dark Nest, yes.
4: Look, this is <laughs> this was when I was 11. I put this in all my Star Wars books.
1: That is adorable. <laughs> Star Wars rocks.
4: And my not email, sure. so if I lost my book, someone can email me.
1: <laughs> is your email still rocking guitar Hero <laughs> at yahoo.com?
4: No,
2: oh, my God. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> on. Let's, make sure is, let's make sure this is in the mic. So we're pulling up the book that Jasmine's going to do, and you put a sticker mm-hmm. in all of your books when you were a kid. Yep. What's, what is the sticker? It's like a typed label
4: yeah.
1: printed <laughs> yeah. sticker.
4: Well, it says my name.
1: Property And then of. it has
4: my email on it, which at the time was rockin'. No. It, rock, no, it was. No.
1: It's not rocking. No. It is it's, rocking.
4: It's rocking. Okay. Guitar Hero.
1: Okay. I, I, I thought it was rocking. I very Utah did Hero. That. Got it.
4: <laughs> rocking. Utah Hero <laughs> at Yahoo.com.
1: Send e- Everyone send emails to rocking. Guitar Hero at Yahoo.com. Should that
2: be our new um, email for the show, by the way? I kind of wanted to be. Um,